Our guest this episode grew up in a suburb outside of Paris, France, and she currently lives in Pengrove, California. She started singing and performing with her brother Gabe when they were children, and then later, after having moved to the States, they formed a band called Jin, where they performed together for over 12 years. She recently formed another band called Sono Musette, where they perform in the style of French chanson from the 20th century, including Jacques Brel and Edith Piaf covers, as well as some originals. Our guest is also mom to a six-year-old girl, an avid mountaineer, a kayak lover, beekeeper, and more. We are so happy to welcome to the show Mimi Pierce. Welcome to Meaningful Musical Conversations, where we have heart-to-heart talks about music and life. I'm Jill Minier. I'm Daniel Townsend. How are we all doing today, guys? Thanks for coming in today. Mimi Pierce, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're absolutely welcome to be here. We appreciate you being here. Yes, we do. I'm thrilled to have you. So yes, Mimi is, uh, listeners, Mimi is a chanteuse, um, a singer. She's originally (laughs) from France. And where are you from in France? I grew up in the Paris suburbs, so it's called Saint-Germain-en-Laye. It's a little bit northwest of Paris, about 15 minutes out. Neat. So you yeah. grew up there your whole life. I grew up there. My my dad and his parents were from the Ardennes, and that's where he is now, and that's where I go back and visit. Oh, neat. And, yeah. Great. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, how's growing up in Paris? It was what well, felt normal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it did. Yeah, it was fun. It was I. It was a big transition when I came here, but yeah. Sure. When did you come back here? I was uh, 17 in 1999. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Right on. <laughs> and so what made you actually move move over here at 17? Um, well, if you want to get into the nitty gritty. The nitty gritty. <laughs> the we like the nitty gritty. <laughs> um, let's see. My parents were divorcing and I was not a happy camper. And towards the end of high school, I was just failing and not doing well. So I thought I'd try over here where my siblings had already moved. Oh, wow. To, so, yeah. Did you move in with your siblings initially? I moved in. I have an aunt. Uh, we have my mom's family was from here, so I had an aunt, and I lived in a trailer in her property. Oh, yeah, in nice. Pengrove of all places. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Very cool. Nice. So the the transition was, I mean, what was that like? It was totally hard. You know, it was like a teenager, moody teenager. So um, I hated everything. <laughs> <laughs> Kept to myself and mm-hmm. wrote a lot, drew a lot. Um, yeah, it's a very different culture mm-hmm. um, where here people are so friendly and open. But um, uh, so you expect them. Oh, look, I made a friend. But um, then it's just such, it's just um, like I don't want to say superficial. It's just mm-hmm. a way of being. Yeah, and uh, you know, it was disappointing for mm-hmm. me. Like, wait, no, they're not my friend. They're just being nice it's part but of that's, the culture yeah, yeah 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 the meet yeah. and greet sort of aspect yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah that's probably something to really to get to to get used to and, it and is. how disappointing and it's and it's funny because people always talk about they go to paris and they find people so harsh and in uh dry when you know but the, but on the flip side of that is people actually take the time to know you and once you're they know you then they're really nice and then you're mm-hmm. a good friend yes and, interesting and, wow so were you kind of a loner then in high school or? I was definitely a loner. I had one good friend that uh, that I spent most of my time with. and mm-hmm. yeah. One good friend, man, That's sometimes all is all we need. No, I yeah. Agree. I grew up that way. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. I was a loner. I had one good friend. That yeah. was it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah pretty much. So um, let's. Let's hear about your your new band, actually. Sure. Sono Musette. Sono Musette. We do uh, vintage French cafe music. So a lot of Edith Piaf, Jacques Brel, Aznavour, Gainsbourg, a lot of mid-century music. And then we write um, songs in that style as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. You write as well. We do. Regardez, vous sentirez cette tristesse pour aujourd'hui et demain C'est un nuage qui peint des ombres dans nos vies Un soleil qui brûle 
promesse sans prouesse. Cette tristesse se répand sur tous les êtres vivants. Ça ne dure qu'un instant, mais ça me revient toujours implacable dans mon cœur. La tristesse, l'espoir et l'amour Pensez bien et vous sentirez cette How did that start? How did it start? Um, the accordion player uh, approached me and asked me if I wanted to start a band with him. I had just stopped, I had quit my old band Jin and um, was just you know, doing cafes with my husband and a friend and doing little, little things. And he knew that I like to play, um, sing Edith Piaf <laughs> songs. And, right. um, he loves to play that kind of music. So he asked me if I wanted to start a band. Okay, and, gotcha. Yeah. And so you're a vocalist then, right? I am Just a vocalist. Make sure the listeners understand. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Yeah. So, um, that's fascinating. How did you guys meet? He, the accordion player is also a sound engineer and he was doing, First time we met, he was doing sound for my band called Hand Me Down. It was multiple harmony kind of world music band. And uh, that's how we met. Wow. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> you have anything coming up with that? We, well, actually, he's in Spain for a month. So we are mm. taking a month break. We just finished a big series of, of gigs. So, yeah. So yeah, you just had a big gig over at uh, Occidental Center for the Arts. Yeah, yeah, them. yeah. We played in Willits and in um, Point Reyes mm -hmm. last weekend. Neat. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> and at Point Reyes, where was that? At the ooh, Community Theater. No, that was Willits. Um, I'm blanking Main on Main Street name. Station? No. No. Main Street Station is in Guerneville. Um, Main Street, some, they have, or Stations, something, Station Cafe. No, it's no. a little room. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. yeah. I'm not sure of it either. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's see. Uh, yeah, getting back to your songwriting, because that's always fascinating, that mm -hmm. process. And so you're, you have a co-songwriter, a co-writer? Yes. So either uh, Robert, the accordion player, will write a tune and then send it over to me to write lyrics to, or uh, Richard on drums will also write tunes and then send them over to me. Wow. Yeah. Neat. And so are your lyrics in French for those yes. tunes? Do they yes. speak French? Do they understand French? Or uh, Richard, the drummer, does and understand and speak mm -hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Oh, neat. Uh, wow. Do you also write in uh, English as well? I I do. I used to. I, I mean, I journal in English. Sure. And French, mm -hmm. but uh, I haven't had the need to write English songs. I, I think it. it would be fun. Yeah. I just haven't had the opportunity totally. yet. But. I'm kind of curious what it, what it's like to like uh, write in different languages and if different things arise. They do, from that, yeah. There are know? different connotations yeah. to words, and you can express different things, yeah, yeah in different that's languages. Fascinating. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> as a as a uh, not a bilingual person, <laughs> <that> fascinates <laughs> me deeply. Um, we should uh, definitely post some links to some of those tunes as well. Yeah. Sure. yeah. I gotta listen to more of that. Yeah, that definitely. And maybe uh, a link to one of your videos of your performance, yeah. which yeah. is actually kind of what motivated me to ask you to be on the show. <clears throat> um, we met just really, really briefly once when you were at Occidental Center for the Arts mm -hmm. for Stella's um, oh, right. performance, the, the Billy Holiday, Holiday yeah. project. Yeah. And Stella was actually on just recently. Great. Yeah. Um, so, but let's see, where was I going with that? Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, we met briefly there. And, oh, I saw that video um, on Facebook. And, oh, I was struck. I was really struck. Okay, so what I saw, you know, I don't know what your experience is, what, but what I noticed was, um, you know, the, you're kind of like this little bit of a thing. You're quite... Petite. <laughs> yes, petite. <laughs> And, um, but your energy, it was like you were generating this energy from the inside out, this power and energy from inside <laughs> of you that just got bigger and bigger nice. and, oh my, and your use of dynamics and just, it was like, um, it was a treat to behold. And well, thank it you. was, yeah, it was only a video. <laughs> and right. a lot of times that kind of thing is lost in it's, a video. It's hard. Yeah, yeah. You know, it doesn't come through. It is. Yeah. For we sure. just finished a recording and it's so hard to, such a different kind of energy that you mm -hmm. have to use. I want to hear about that in a second, but yeah. as a, a performer on stage, um, 
what is that, is your experience of um, being on stage like similar to what, I mean, what is your internal experience? Um, do you have that sense of generating energy like that? Or? Yeah, I mean, I don't think I, I don't do it on purpose. Yeah. Let's say that's just what comes out. Um, I think as all people and mostly artists, I'm very sensitive yeah. and I don't express myself well. It's t taken me many years to express my emotions with words. It comes much more naturally in music. Yeah. And I think that's where it comes from. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because it's kind of all in yeah. there. It's yeah. like, it oh my God, here's my go. opportunity to it like let it to come out. out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. It's either that or nightmares. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> I hear that. Yeah. So getting back to your recording project. Uh -huh. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. So yeah, we're hoping to finish it up here, wrap it up in the next couple of months. We got a little album that's a little bit overdue. We meant to do it about two years ago, but I had to take a, a, a vocal break. So we're finishing, we're doing it now. And um, so is it with um, Sono Musette? It's with Sono Musette. It Muset. is, okay. Mm -hmm. And about 12 songs. I think there are about three, three originals on it. Oh, nice. Yeah. Sweet. So uh, it's Jacques Brel tunes, maybe, and some Edith Piaf tunes. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. A uh, little Gainsbourg is Gainsbourg. on there. Gainsbourg. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Working on my French accent. Yes, That's yes. amazing. Yeah, you the guys whole, are just blown the me whole away. band is. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so who's on that record then? It's everyone in the band, right? Everyone okay. in the band. We're a five-piece. Um, Robert Lunsford on accordion, Jan Martinelli on stand-up bass, but then she'll also play piano. Oh, very cool. Yeah, uh, Isaac nice. Vanderveer on guitar and Richard Andrews on drums. And you recorded that around here locally or where was it? Yeah, to? we recorded it at uh, Mesa Recording Studios in in Sebastopol. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. Locally recorded. Locally recorded. <laughs> and so that, that um, uh, vocal break you're talking about, I know yeah. that's going to be a big topic today. Uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. So hoping to get into that uh, as we're all vocalists in the room in some way or another, right? Uh -huh. um, how about you tell us about what kind of happened for you? Sure. I... Um, started noticing that my voice would get really tired really fast. I mean, within three songs at a show and uh, it would get very gravelly and uh, I would lose sound in a certain part of the range and then I would go flat mm. when approaching that range. Right. And at first I was diagnosed with <laughs> nodes, which is a pretty common thing for singers to have, which is a callus basically on your vocal cords. But that was a misdiagnosis. I had a, um, a virus that damaged the nerve endings on my oh. vocal cords. Oh. And it, yeah, it does a lot of the same things as nodes, but you know, the treatment is different. So um, first of all, I had to be quiet. I had to not speak <laughs> for about a month and a half, which is challenging when I had a three-year-old. Oh, <laughs> wow. I had a lot of help from family and nice. friends. And um, apps, speech, no, text-to-speech apps. Mm. Um, and then I took a two-year uh, break off singing and uh, just life changes, you know, of not going out, really, not going anywhere where I had to project my voice, um, not speaking for long periods of times, you know, doing one or two sentences, but that's about it. Wow. And, uh, yeah, oh my it's very difficult. It was very difficult, mostly not singing. It was the first time in my life that I, I didn't sing. And all those emotions I was talking about, you know, key, right. <laughs> just were on the inside. And it was yeah. all of a sudden you're like, what is this whole thing for? Why am I here? What is my purpose? And yeah. 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 what yeah. am I going to do if I can't sing again? <laughs> right. And so did you have like a lot of emotional support? I I not that kind of person. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You kept to yourself about yeah, that. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, for the most part. And maybe some journal writing. Yeah, and you know, when you get to a sort of kind of a depressed area, you just I don't want to do anything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I did kind of got, um start guitar and got better on guitar. Nice. I whistled a lot. <laughs> I got very good at whistling, cool. playing a little piano and stuff. So yeah, I did find alternatives, but none of them felt the same. This, yeah, as soothing or as good of an outlet. Let's yeah. Say. What was it like coming back when you were able to start doing that again? Was it uh, um, something that came back naturally and how did it feel for you? No, too? it felt, um, so first of all, you have an injury, you never, it, it's always different afterwards. And I saw a vocal coach for the first time in my life. Mm -hmm. And um, I think a lot of my self-confidence had gone away. Like you, I don't, I didn't want to hurt myself again. Right. And it was a gradual coming back, you know, it, sure. it, it, 
it didn't just, oh, it's gone. Now I can do everything I used to do. First of all, after two years, like, you know, you can't just go running a marathon after sitting for two years. So it took a lot of retraining, getting the energy and the stamina back. And the whole time just being completely terrified that I would hurt myself again. Because if I push it just a little bit too far, then for two weeks I had to not sing again. Right. Or, yeah. And I, I'm still at, a little bit at that phase where if I have a gig, I'll be quiet the next day. Um, and then also I think seeing a vocal coach, I think my singing has Im improved. So I have higher standards. So when I don't do what I'm, I want mm -hmm. myself to do, I'm yeah. beat down on myself. <sighs> mm -hmm. <laughs> That's hard. <laughs> So was it having a vocal coach? Did you have a vocal coach to help you get back in, in shape? or To make sure that I was doing it right and mm -hmm. that I wasn't harming myself because I do push my voice quite a bit mm -hmm. and I do a lot of growling and a lot of like in high powerful notes. So I wanted to make sure that I was doing it right. Mm -hmm. And this vocal coach is great because he has a little bit of a different technique. He, he coaches a lot of um, heavy metal or people that okay. really use their voice to an extreme, yeah, in, in, uh, without harming harming yeah. themselves, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I'll have to pick your brain, uh, maybe after the podcast. Sure. About that a little bit. <laughs> 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 is, is he local as well? I'm just curious. He's in Berkeley. Berkeley. Got yeah. It. Okay. So, do you travel to Berkeley to go see yes. him or Skype? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I feel like I had another question related to that whole thing, but now I'm just. Oh, you know, another interesting facet about that whole thing is it really makes you question, why do we talk? You know, I went to so many places where it, we'd be invited for dinner and I couldn't talk and you just kind of sit there and, and you really realize how it's a bonding experience. Even if like most of we say what we say doesn't really change the world or matter, we're not saying much, but it's such a bonding yeah. uh, um, thing that we do and how much we need it and seeing my daughter um, lose her get out of control be, just because I wouldn't be able to give her that yeah. vocal wow. support it was it was fascinating um, socially yes. to, <laughs> to observe to see it happen yeah yeah interesting so at those dinner parties for example did you ha did you feel less bonded then to people because did, you yeah, are you can't participate so you're just sitting there kind of mm -hmm. listening to people and after a while you kind of daydream and go in your own bubble and <laughs> yeah interesting yeah there were some there's some very quiet people in my family the men mm -hmm. tend to yeah. be <laughs> like really quiet yeah <clears throat> and mm -hmm. so it's just interesting to hear from a different perspective where you really didn't have a choice right um right. you needed to do that and we have a whiteboard and the time you write your answer it's like somebody moved on to the next topic and you're like Ugh. erase write something else erase like, yeah give up <laughs> it's funny like one time um we were having a family reunion back east and <clears throat> there had been some complaining amongst the, the women in the family about how little the men talk. <laughs> and there were, let's see, that was one sister's boyfriend at the time. And I think my current husband, I mean, I've not, <laughs> I haven't had another one, but I mean, my husband, my, he's uh -huh. my boyfriend. And, um, and then maybe, let's see, my dad. And so I said to um, the women in the family before we all sat down for this picnic outside, I said, you know, let's do a little experiment. Let's see what happens if we don't talk mm -hmm. and see, like, if the men will actually speak. And <laughs> it was really interesting. Sorry, Dad, if you're listening. <laughs> um, I can already but, picture it. Uh -huh. yeah. But interestingly enough, like, they didn't think anything was weird. Yeah. Right? But the women felt it was awkward, but the men um, didn't. I don't know, actually, yeah. if they felt it was awkward. Um, yeah, yeah. But, well, it certainly was different. But mm -hmm. the interesting thing was, yes. They began to talk. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I just thought like, you know, so I took a note for my husband who is very quiet also. And mm -hmm. so we have like a lot of quiet time together. Mm -hmm. But um, when I'm um, sometimes really wanting him to talk, the best thing for me to do is just be quiet. To pull back. <laughs> to yeah. be quiet, yeah. you know. That's um, interesting. Yeah. yeah. So just interesting. <laughs> yeah. As, I mean, as the dude here, <laughs> I can speak to that in a way. Like uh, for me, when I hear conversation, it's easy for me to like dial in, just listen to that. Mm -hmm. um, it's almost, I don't know, like I'm engaged in that way in a sense. Mm -hmm. Like I, I think you're right. Like dudes tend to be a little more uh, on the quiet side of things. Yeah, I know I'm yeah. certainly that way. Yeah. Like conversationally, I'm pretty uh, yeah. minimalistic in a lot of ways because listening is kind of the fun part for it me. And just like, I actually really appreciate that and yeah. enjoy that part of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then... I'll get caught up in that and not know what to say. <laughs> so <there's laughs> that. But that's, yeah, that's interesting. I actually expected it to go the other way. 
when you said that. Story. Oh, did you I really? Thought it would just be a nice, like a quiet. I, yeah, picnic. I thought, <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought so too. Yeah, that's that's. Funny. Yeah, well, the, we did start to engage as they talked, uh-huh. but I think it was really quite illuminating. It was certainly illuminating right. um, for me because it is a nice thing just to be quiet yeah. in a group and totally. and it be okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think one of the hardest things for me socially is when. Even if it's a family gathering, um, there's a bunch of people at the table. Like people are talking over each other yes. and not necessarily listening. And they want to talk more than hear other yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. And I find that I start to just sit there and feel irritated because mm-hmm. there's so much noise. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Yeah. No, that's very relatable. <laughs> Most people probably have a similar story. Uh-huh. <laughs> Mimi, I actually had a question for you about. Um, maybe this is just a American thought that I've heard. You know, because I haven't been over to France, but. I feel like I have this idea that um, actually a lot of European, you know, countries kind of tend to take more time for their like eating habits, sort yeah. of a cultural thing, mm-hmm. right? Like uh, longer lunch breaks yep. and things like that. And that just when you started talking about how food and, you know, talking and connecting with uh-huh, each other, uh-huh. right? And you're saying how, you know, over in France, it felt like you guys, like, even though it maybe was harsher on the surface, you really connect as people. Right. So maybe there is something relational to that as far as like, you guys having more time together with food and conversation Perhaps, and being more yeah. like in tune it's, with each other throughout time. It's you know? definitely mm. part of the culture. And actually my daughter goes to the French American school in Santa Rosa. And that's a big point is they have a longer lunchtime right. just so they don't feel rushed all the time. And you can sit down and, and really appreciate that moment and share, share something with mm-hmm. each other. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. think there's something really There's something deep about, about that, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think we could use that over yeah. here, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Scarfing down a sandwich right, in half an kinda, hour and getting back at it. It's the know? same thing, you know, if you think dark thoughts or if you think happy thoughts, it changes the way that you interact with the world. And I think if you take the time to do things, it changes, you know, instead of rushing through your day and quick, do this and do that. And I'm guilty of that, you know, if I'm constantly, let's go, come on, let's go. But it does, it does affect that where you could mm-hmm. just sit down, Take a minute. Yeah. yeah. Connect with each other too. Yeah. That's awesome. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I had to ask you about that. <laughs> oh, good question, <laughs> yeah, Daniel. <thank> you. <laughs> <laughs> um if by the way, if we have long silences, we just let Drop them, them be let them and out. see whatever yep. what else wants to arise. Okay. You know. Yeah. Um Well you you made a comment earlier yeah. about um when you're in a conversation, you like to sit back and observe. I kind of feel as a musician, I don't know if you guys experience this, where you're the one on stage, but it's kind of the best spot to observe everybody else in the crowd. Yeah, so. I mean, once I get past the fear. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I guess so. <laughs> Which tells me you're not very fearful on stage. You know what, actually... actually I used to be so shy. It always amazes my parents that I became a singer because I was extremely shy. But I think I felt comfortable in music. And as long as I didn't have to speak to anybody, I was okay just mm-hmm. singing. But yeah, now it's been, I've been doing this for years, so I definitely feel more comfortable. That's that's sure. where I feel. But initially, maybe on stage you were frightened? Um or did you? As long as if I didn't have to speak to people, I was okay. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. But just singing, and it, you know, I started off with my brother, and we, I think, both kind of had that attitude where just don't talk to me, I'll just do my thing. But I think the doing it together helped me at least, you mm-hmm. know, just overcome that um, nervousness. Of yeah, and your brother is Gabe Pirard. That's right. Yeah. yeah. How do you say your last name? That his Pirard. Pirard. In English, Pirard. Right, okay. Yeah. And I would love to hear actually how you grew up and when you started singing and that sure. whole journey. And sure. Um, my dad was a building engineer for a French company, so we actually moved around the world quite a bit. I'm the fourth of four kids. So my oldest sister is born in Algeria, my other sister in France, and my brother in Saudi Arabia, and I'm born in Egypt. Mm-hmm. And then we moved to Corsica, Malaysia, Paraguay, and then settled in France when I was uh, six or seven. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, <laughs> what, what was your so? Question? And then <laughs> yeah, um, so when did you start? How old were you yes. when you started singing? How did you start singing? Did your parents give you lessons or no? I started singing actually. My my parents started separating having issues we moved here for to the states in california for a year and um my mom got us this little mustang that was pretty wild and i would sing to him 
And that's kind of how I started singing. And it was just such a bonding experience of, of so much trust came out of that. Oh my goodness. And then when I went back to France, um, I started singing little, yeah, I think it wasn't as much music lessons or singing lessons. It was, I would see this woman that would kind of put a tape on and then I would sing karaoke to it. Mm-hmm. And then we did a few shows and then eventually, when you I was and your about, brother? Or? No, uh, my brother was would play guitar. He took uh, guitar lessons, and uh, he didn't start off as a singer. Uh huh. So He's the mostly, sh- oh sorry. Yeah, he was mostly a guitar player, and and then we joined an association, a musical association, kind of like school of rock kind of a thing. Yeah. So there would be um, musicians, and then five or six singers and then we would rotate one person would sing lead while the other person would do people would do harmonies or backups and then we'd switch we each would bring in the song we would want to do and and then we'd have a couple shows a year and and then it went from there and then when I moved here my brother and I started gin Mm -hmm. and uh we did gin for a good long time I think you know I was uh, I stayed in it for about 12 years and now it's been about what is it 18 years it's been going something like that oh my gosh yeah that's really something yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) so you guys played all over and mm -hmm. yeah mostly bay area Area, you know surrounding counties we did a few little tours Mm -hmm. we you know went up to oregon we did uh uh, arizona colorado uh, ohio we went to ohio various places like that Yeah. yeah so you never really had formal training singing no no, no, wow, it's not until to me, after actually. my vocal injury that I started getting some training. <laughs> Interesting. Wow. Yeah. By the way, I grew up listening to Jacques Brel and Edith Piaf because yeah. my dad was like really, really, really into them. Nice. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah. Jacques Brel is one of my favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Maybe um, we could ask about that. Um, what is it about that music that speaks to you? You know, I, f- I find it in also in um, Latin and Spanish or various other types of music where it's very dramatic it swells and then also it has a story a really nice little story behind it mm-hmm. yeah yeah well, I, I love that swell that's a great yeah. word for it because <laughs> that's what I saw in that video was uh-huh. swell and you used your arms in a particular way uh-huh. and I could literally it was like you're crafting it, it was <laughs> almost like I could see your energy like, right, you know right, right. expanding and contracting and <laughs> you know and uh, the space around you it's almost like you're manipulating the space around you it's just interesting it, well, it with works because it, it helps your body know it, what it needs to do on the okay. inside you know if you're going more intense or more big yeah it kind of you, you I think you see it on a lot of singers will use their hand yeah. you know if they're going higher or if they're doing something subtle right. they'll, they'll use their hands and I think it helps your your brain and your body know what to do <laughs> yeah interesting yeah i'm trying to i'm so unconscious of my physical movements when i sing right. I although is. i will say right. i've been told that you know by a couple of teachers i took some workshops at uh-huh. you know at the cjc the california jazz conservatory and they you know would say um you move too much you move <laughs> too much yeah i think BS. formal training wants you to like stand straight and not mm. move but i think yeah. that's entertaining i think that's cool to see people's bodies move <laughs> it with is the music. Yeah. i'm a mover yeah I think that's, yeah yeah but anyway um so, yeah, so those shows, I kind of just wanted to backtrack to those shows that you said that you did as a kid. So uh-huh. when you said we, who are you, who are you referring to besides yourself? Uh, my brother. Okay. I always played music with my brother up until I stopped gin, and then even then we do duos and things like that. And um, the music association, so whatever group of kids uh, was, was in there. Yeah, uh-huh. neat. I'm curious, um, if any of those kids you played with, if you kept in touch with them, like if that created any sort of um, relationships? Well, they're in France. Right. And uh, one of the members was a good friend of mine that was in my school too. So I, I definitely keep in touch with her and see her regularly when I go back to France. Uh, and then a couple, uh, one other woman, yeah, that I, I still keep in touch via Facebook. Oh, nice. <laughs> Thank you, Facebook. <laughs> Thank you. It's a blessing and a curse. It, it, yeah. Agree. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I'm wondering, um, I know that your husband, Jeff, Mm -hmm. is, um, a saxophone player because I know him from Bennett Friedman's jazz improv class uh, a number of years ago and he's phenomenal, by the way, like really, really talented. He's playing tonight at Spicy Vines. Is he? Okay. Yeah. (laughs) He's so wonderful. So we actually had a a guest recently that was wondering what it would be like. 
um, to be in a relationship with a musician. So mm. I'm wondering what that is like for you. Um, well, he's not just a musician. <laughs> he's a lot of things. Yes. Um, he, I think I've always been in a relationship with a musician. Like, and I guess I mean a romantic a roma- relationship. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, well, okay. Do you have conversations about music? Um, you know. We do. He has a very good ear and um, he's very um, good at... At listening and giving, you know, honest feedback. Yeah. Um, but we have very different styles. Like he really likes the hardcore technical jazz. Mm-hmm. That gives me migraines. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then I like, I, I actually tend to like simple songs that make you feel something. Yeah. And so <clears throat> we respect each other's, you know, differences, but we don't really talk all that much about music mm-hmm. yeah. that's interesting yeah so but he does give you feedback and not if unless i ask him actually yeah he probably learned things that <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right i know yeah my husband's a musician too uh-huh. and i understand yeah. that yeah um so did you i had to coach my husband um around how to coach me or to give me feedback uh-huh. did you find that you needed to do that as I'm well i'm a very or? laissez-faire person okay yeah so if you know <laughs> Look at him. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I love him. I love exactly who he is. Yeah. yeah, that's sweet. That's sweet. Yeah. It works for us. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I found that for myself that um, to to give me something like very specific that's like an observation mm-hmm. um, it was really helpful. So right. this is what I noticed and this is how I felt when I, you know, for him to say that was <clears throat> as opposed to like, you need to do this more or, right. yeah. you know, yeah. how to um, say it. Yeah. yeah, just how to Becca's say it. Because sensitive about what we do, right? <laughs> yeah, at least I am. Yeah. I don't know. It's just easier yeah. to kind of like take it in. And actually the specific, um, I think the specific feedback is really helpful, like mm-hmm. an observation. And then maybe try this. Right. And, you know, with a suggestion. Right. And it, where it's like an experiment. Yeah. You know. I find it easier to uh, have that kind of feedback from somebody that's not really close to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So on the record uh, for one session, recording session, we had Holly Near come in. Oh my. And she just sat in the booth next to me with headphones and then she would give me feedback afterwards. It's like, oh, what if you tried or I like this or, and it was, it was really helpful. Great. In that situation, it was great. But if my husband had been doing that, it would have been a whole different. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Oh, yes. I wanted to ask you, Mimi, about um, if you have any sort of things that you do to prepare for performances. Yeah. yeah. Every day. <laughs> Let's hear it. Yeah. Um, I start by, um, with the vocal, engineer, vocal injury, there's a lot of tension that goes on in the throat and the shoulders and just everyday stress. That's where I put, I think a lot of people put their stress in their shoulders. Yeah. So I have this whole routine <laughs> for my shoulders, for my throat to relax to stretch, and then I have a whole warm-up um, thing I do okay. with for my voice, and then I avoid a lot of things, so uh, ca- caffeine, wine, all the fun stuff. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, yep. If I have a show, I'll definitely make sure I don't go somewhere where I'll, uh, I need to talk a lot or I'm talking a lot beforehand. Yeah. So uh, ha- lifestyle habits. Yeah. Sleep, rest is a huge one. It's amazing how sleep will, if, if I'm too tired, it'll mm-hmm. affect my voice. Interesting. Things like I used to like bike riding, but then it also puts a lot of stress on my shoulders. So I try not to do that as much. Yeah. Up, you know, like the really hardcore uphill kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of hardcore uphill stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like uphills. <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, word on the street is you're quite the uh, outdoors person, right? Yes. So yes. I wanted to pick your brain about your favorite things to do in the outdoors. Ah. Kind of outside of music for a second. Yes. Um, maybe not. Kayaking is probably one of my favorite, most favorite things to do. And actually we ca- had to cancel our trip. We do a yearly kayak trip across Tamales Bay in the, um, nice. at night. So you can, oh. you cross, you camp over on the other side. And then at night you go and paddle and there's bioluminescent plankton <gasps> that um, is in that bay right there. So cool. It is so cool. So that's 
you know, that's combining, you know, camping, kayaking in the ocean, which is right there, my mm. happy place. Mm. <laughs> wow. I also like to uh, go mountain climbing. So we go up Mount Shasta once a year with some friends. And How high is that mountain? It's high. Off the top of my head, I want to say it's 12,000 feet, but I can't remember exactly. Because there's snow up at the top. There's constantly snow, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I saw these amazing photos. It's an amazing experience, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So did you, were you wearing crampons? Did you have you to wear, wear crampons on the way up mm-hmm. and then, so you start at midnight so that the snow's frozen so that you can walk on it with the crampons and, mm-hmm. and then, um, you turn around, it's probably about 11, 12 when you get to the top and then you slide down on your butt. Seriously? Yes. So you want to get there when the snow's kind of, or it's getting softer. Sloshy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's called glissading. Oh, wow. wow. Nice. But it's so much fun, yeah. Neat. Wow, what a reward at the end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. Yeah. So, it's, um, but aren't there like obstacles in the way as you're sliding down? You're afraid you're going hit, to hit an obstacle? You have a pickaxe. Okay. And then yeah. so you can slow yourself down, you mm-hmm. can stop yourself. Yeah. And yeah. Buttboarding. That's a whole new thing. Buttboarding. Yeah. <laughs> as, a, yeah. as a snowboarder, I'm fascinated. Yeah. Do you have to have certain well, padding or what? You, want, you know, you have a ski pants, so they're a little bit... Um, yeah. Well, you don't want ski pants because they're too um, uh, smooth, and then you whoosh, oh. get down that mountain really fast. <laughs> Someone's like, into that, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if the snow is is soft enough, it doesn't hurt. The first time I did it, it was a miserable year. It was we couldn't make it to the top. It was so windy and so icy, and that I had bruises on my butt for oh, like man. a couple of weeks afterwards. But um, yeah, wow. So did you go originally with somebody that was really experienced? Yeah, I go with a group of friends who who has done it previously multiple mm-hmm. times before. So. Wow, neat. Yeah. Yeah. Are you into rock climbing or anything I'd like that? I'd love to go. Chance? I used to be when I was a teenager, but mm-hmm. I, you know, there's only so much time for. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, that's really cool. Well, <clears throat> so do you do you think that there are any parallels or similarities um, between mountain climbing and performing? No, <laughs> no. But when you do get to the top, you do feel very spiritual things. I mean, you see how little we are and how vast the world is, and it definitely makes you feel a lot of things that I think can be translated to to music. You mm-hmm. know, the gra- grandeur of things. Um, otherwise, mountain climbing is really. It's it's not your typical sense of I wouldn't call it fun. It's really a, a personal challenge. It's like one foot after the other. Yeah. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. Yeah. And it it can be challenging when you're doing that 14 hours in in a row. You know. Yeah. 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 I bet. <laughs> well, in some way, it sounds like you're really in the moment. When you you're can't do anything but be in the moment. And mostly right. when you get to a certain level, there's the oxygen is thinning, mm-hmm. so you, you get kind of delirious, and that's kind of fun too. <laughs> But you don't get headaches or nausea or anything like that? I did not get headaches or nausea, Mm -hmm. but some people do. And it's not the same every time. You don't get the same experience every time. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe back to the music a little bit. Um, I wanted to see if you had a favorite, like, gigging experience. Something that really... favorite gigging experience. I really like what we're doing with uh, Sona Musette. I mean, I, I... I really loved what we were doing with Jin. It was always so much fun. And it was a high energy dance situation that you fed off the people because people, you know, were exuding all these these feelings. And you would, so it was a, a two way kind of a street. Mm-hmm. But after a while, it gets very difficult to keep keep that up and gig so much and mm-hmm. gig until two in the morning and 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 do the party party band scene. Mm-hmm. But now with Sona Musette, we have we mostly do sit down rooms, and that is an awesome experience too, where people are really listening to everything that you do and they they're really appreciating everything that you do, and that's also a different kind of yeah. uh, feedback or or dynamic loop between the audience and. And my and and the band and it's awesome to ha- to finish a show already to come out to see a full room of people there just to see you and then at the end people standing up and clapping it's just it, it gives you chills you know it's 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 just lovely to have that yeah, experience yeah any any particular experience like a one moment sort of thing you know I 
and I can't pinpoint like one place in time, but some uh, that feedback of the crowd or and the music together sometimes is a is a you'll you'll feel a moment of total high yeah. of just like elation in that moment, and it's it's fleeting. It's just like you reached a. a a point in music where you're just not in yourself anymore and then you come back. Mm. Yeah. Come, come back down mm-hmm. and that's, yeah. Mm. Like life. Like life, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I, I would say that, you know, one of my goals has become um, just really accepting the ordinary moments of life. Right, appreciating you know? them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just as opposed to um, wanting to maintain those high experiences or you know, um, being depressed when they're over or, you know, so how can I be happy in those ordinary moments? Right. And open up and appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that. (laughs) I've been (laughs) feeling the same lately too. Mm -hmm. The simple little things. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Speaking of little things, you're into bees. Yes. (laughs) Those are little (laughs) things. (laughs) You want to talk about your bees? Sure. I love my bees. I'm (laughs) fascinated um, with the bees. I, um, uh, my neighbor has bees and they swarmed, which means half of the bee colony, there's not enough room for them. So they take a, a queen and they leave and they always happen to come to my yard. And uh, this uh, spring he asked us, uh, do you guys want to keep it? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> so wow. we ran out to the store, got a bee box and captured them. <laughs> And uh, I've been learning about them ever since. And they're just, it's am- amazing how they function and how they they um, uh, make everything work. And I've taken a class, I'm taking a class, class at the JC, a beekeeping class. Mm-hmm. And the teacher there uh, said something that I think is very beautiful, where bees are the only um, animal on the planet that don't harm anything, that don't destroy anything. They feed off the of pollen. They don't, they don't harm the plant by taking the pollen and they give it a, they have a, it's a service, right? And um, I think that's, that's a beautiful thing. They don't kill anything. They don't, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Sure. It's <laughs> not my idea. It's, no, yeah. But, but it you're passing it, it on. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> hmm. So and you get honey out of it. It's yeah. the most fabulous <laughs> substance. When you're harvesting the honey, everybody that's around will go, because <laughs> it's just liquid gold oozing oh out of those um, wax cells. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, it looked like you harvested it a lot. And again, I, we, you know, I saw yeah. these photos of... Yeah, I harvested twice and now I'm up to about three gallons. And I'm lo- it's looking like I have one more harvest of maybe another couple gallons. That's amazing. Yeah. But how many... They're like so productive. They don't so stop great. ever. Jeez. Yeah. Okay, so how... I guess that why, that's why they call people a busy bee. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but... <laughs> Indeed. So, so how big a box... I mean, how many... I don't know if you could like probably don't know the number of the bees, but like how big is a box that produces that amount of honey? It's so small. It's, yeah, it's pretty small. Um, I don't know she what box size. Uh, no, fourteen inches. She's yeah, making fourteen with her hands. by ten inches. I would mm-hmm. say, and then so there's, you put one box of those, another box of those, and that's your bee colony. You don't touch their their bee, their honey or anything in there. Then you put a queen excluder over that. It's um, a grid that is um, big enough for the bees, the worker bees, to go through, but the queen can't go up because she's bigger, okay. so she can't go through it. Then you put a box on top of that so that there are no larvae, no, there's no brood in there, so okay. it's pure honey. Wow. And that's what you harvest is the top. That's top so part. interesting. Yeah. Fascinating. <laughs> there's so many things that are, I can't explain how fascinating these creatures are. Yeah. Wow. Well, that makes me want to like read up on them, actually. Yeah. 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 So what do you do with the honey? Now, I eat it. Yeah. <laughs> I've given quite a bit away, you know, to family and friends. But since it's there, I mean, I eat it by the spoonful and it's delicious. Wow. <laughs> Do you brush your teeth afterwards? My husband's a dentist. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I <laughs> I do have good oral hygiene okay. practices. Just <laughs> I'm glad to hear. <laughs> oh. We were talking before the podcast a little bit, um, well, specific about the honey, but uh, that kind of falls in line with the diet that you have, right? Uh-huh. Uh, is that tied to the singing at all, or is that just something that works for you that you enjoy? The honey? Uh, no, like the diet of removing gluten. and. Uh, it's worked for me for a long time, yeah. I, I have a thyroid condition, mm. and ever since I got this thyroid and hyperthyroid, I, 
I got sensitive to gluten and dairy. Go figure. But uh, it's helped. So yeah, I avoid that. And just in general, I'm very... um, uh, I grow most all my vegetables. Nice. We have a gazillion fruit trees, and we have actually a pretty extensive vegetable garden that we wow. yeah eat out of, freeze and preserve and can and <laughs> fabulous. It's, a dream right there. it's pre- it's pretty nice. It's a lot of work, but yeah, we enjoy. You guys it. have you're growing a lot of good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, there's something. I mean, like you were talking about the taking time for lunch together and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's there's something really grounding and fabulous that I find in picking my own vegetable yeah. and you know it's fresh and you know there's no pesticide mm-hmm. on it. You literally, you know, pick your corn and put it in the boiling water or it's it's so, just, yeah. It's satisfying. It's that satisfying yeah. and it doesn't taste the same. And, mm-hmm. yeah. Agree. Yeah. So you guys have a greenhouse. We just finished, yeah, my husband just finished a greenhouse, yeah. Wow. He, so. Yeah, he put so much work into it. It's a passive greenhouse. So it's, uh, it's not, we don't use any electricity okay. on it. So there are all these mechanisms of gels that when you reach a certain temperature, it releases. So you, the windows will op- open automatically. Um, there's face changes, changing materials that we put up. So there are these packets of same thing, a gel. And when it cools, it, I think it hardens. So it releases heat. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That is fascinating. It's great. He put so much research into that and he's not, you know, he doesn't do construction. So he had to learn Uh all about how to build. Wow. That's inspiring. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. So we're looking at, he's got avocados and bananas and mango and pineapple. So it's our first, you know, it'll be our first cold season with the greenhouse. Neat. That's exciting. (laughs) So we always like to ask our guest if you had, um, do you have a musical fantasy? Like if you could close your eyes and, you know, just blink them open and you didn't have to work for whatever it is that you want to do, what would you imagine? um, What do you imagine you would love to do? Um, Well, my fantasies are always a little bit grounded in reality because whatever I do, I want to bring my daughter. (laughs) Uh But uh, I would, I would really like to tour around the world and, um, play, you know, big places and, uh, and, uh, yeah. Neat. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Fantastic. I think acting would be a lot of fun. I've uh-huh. never really done that, but that would be a lot of fun. Mm. Yeah. And would you want to do, um, acting like, um, theater or would you like movies? I think or? movies would be fun. Uh-huh. Would be fun. Actually, I, my brother-in-law lives in Denton, Texas, and he's putting, he puts on a Day of the Dead show. Mm. It's kind of a vaudeville little show that's family friendly. That's all little spooky um, songs. It's fabulous. The, the, the art that goes into the music, the costumes, the scenery, everything about it is amazing. And um, I've been a, a diva black cat the past few years. And this year I'm a genie, oh, an evil cool. genie. Oh, evil and it's genie. it's been really fun to um, try to research to to find my genie persona mm-hmm. because genies usually are big men with baritone voices that go ha 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 ha. <laughs> and well, I'm petite and I don't have a baritone voice, and so I've been trying to look up online female genies, and they all tend to be hypersexualized yeah. and and just kind of did did see and right. so I'm <laughs> trying to trying to you know spend a lot of time in front of the mirror these days trying to find my genie Your person. Inner, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. A good point. What was that That's old TV funny. show about the genie? I dream of genie. Yeah. 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 I used to watch that all the time. That <laughs> yeah. was that you know from my time period then. <laughs> right. I think uh, 70s or something. She's not quite the genie I'm looking for. No. Yeah, I no, know. No. I figure <laughs> I figure yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's cool you could put a whole new spin on that though. Like yeah, find a good female part. genie image. Really yeah, appreciate exactly. That. Yeah. Um, what are your favorite movies? Like, do you have a? Ooh, I I really like the Marvel movies. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Science fiction and uh, yeah, those Marvel movies. Okay. Okay. Great. If you could be a Marvel character. Oh. Hmm. Ah. <laughs> uh, I'd have to think about that. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> That's a very difficult question. Yes. Hmm. <laughs> now no, I have to think of characters. Anyway, would you like to be a superhero? Would yeah. I like to be a superhero? Like in one of those movies? Yeah, I mean, right. oh, for acting? Yeah, mm-hmm. for acting. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, if I could kick somebody's butt. That'd be great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fly and stuff like that. That'd be yeah. Great. Have you ever studied martial arts? Um, I've done a little bit of kickboxing. Mm-hmm. Uh, my husband was into Muay Thai kickboxing for a while, and we were doing that. I did, went with him a couple times, and 
it was great couples therapy. (laughs) 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 My daughter does Taekwondo, so I'm living vicariously through her right now. Nice. Yeah, because she she just got a green belt last night. Oh, fun. Very proud of her. (laughs) It's cute because she's five and everybody keeps saying how cute and adorable these five-year-olds are, but they are working their butts off. They are putting everything they have in it. And it's just like, I think always calling kids cute is not yeah. always helpful to them. You know, Interesting. they're, they're, serious yeah. about it. they're yeah. so serious and they don't mean yeah. to be cute. They want to be hardcore. And right. They wanna, yeah. They're giving 150%. And yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Takes yeah. focus and practice. And mm-hmm. you know. yeah, I was involved with Kung Fu for a while and <clears throat> I had to start out in the little kids class. You did? Yes. I mean, with five-year-olds and I was yeah. like 40 years old. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I had to crawl around on my, you know, run around on my hands and knees yeah. and stuff. Aww. Oh my goodness. But, you know, I had an opportunity to actually watch the kids and how, how they were. It was, you know, a really serious class and yeah. <clears throat> it was pretty fascinating how serious uh, they all, they all were. Yeah. yeah. And she, it's fun, but it's, it's work. It is work. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I love that kind of work, that yeah. kind of like training. Yeah, yeah. I miss it. Yeah. <laughs> Want to get into it? Yeah. I was doing head springs across, you know, the room nice. at like forty-two, and aerial cartwheels landing into splits with no hands. But wow. now, yeah. <laughs> but and then after that, that was like, you know, uh, my body basically just kind of fell apart. Yeah, if it's too intense after a while, it was too intense, yeah. and um, yeah. yeah, I was burning too much, too much energy. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway. <laughs> so now I'm relegated to hiking. But to hike, well, that's also very nice. <laughs> which is which is lovely. Yeah. Is there something else that you're? Um, what else do you want to talk about, Mimi? What else do I want to talk about? <laughs> Anything you're interested in outside of music right now? Anything you're pursuing or thinking about pursuing? Um. Well, I'm a, I'm I'm also have a teaching credential. Mm-hmm. And when I had my vocal injury, I, I quit teaching. And even though I don't want to do it full time, because I do want to, it takes a lot of time and energy to be a musician and a mom. And that already fills more than my schedule. But I do want to get back into teaching. Oh. Yeah. And then her, uh, my daughter's school just asked me if I would sub for them because they're looking for French speaking subs. So oh, might good. do that yeah. a couple oh, days neat. a week, but... Okay. It's always hard to, to set that limit of like, well, I only have this amount of time and <clears throat> if I really want to do this well, I need I need to mm-hmm. prioritize. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So your teaching credential is in school teaching? Or? It's in, yeah, it's in high school, uh, single subject. So it's usually middle school and high school, French and science. Oh, neat. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so when you, um, when you practice your singing and stuff and do your exercises, um, tell us a little bit about that, like where that fits into your day, how you mm-hmm. plan for it or schedule it. Uh, I usually try to do it in the morning because it's easier to get the things that I need done in the morning. Yeah. Um, so I usually do the rote, you know, practice um, the drills and things like that in the morning. And then I'll be warmed up for in the afternoon. Then I can practice. I've been doing a little jazz combo with uh, Ian Schur and Trevor Kinsel. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So jazz is brand new to me. So I just... Um, you know, in the afternoon, I'll, I'll run through songs and nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, for my band, either writing songs, I, you know, play the piano and then I'll figure stuff out then. Um, or I'll practice, you know, the, the Day of the Dead song uh, mm-hmm. I'm singing. So, yeah, I kind of get into my own bubble. We're like looking into buying a, uh, um, I forget what they're called, the isolation rooms. They're little practice rooms that you can stick in your prefabricated rooms you can stick in your garage. Oh, wow. So that I can practice without um, having a five-year-old going, Mama? Mama? Yeah. <laughs> Mama? Yeah. <laughs> Every two minutes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Wow. And so um, what's it like having, you know, a saxophone player? Does, does he practice? Well, he's, uh, he's a family doctor. So he mainly does that. He's very busy. And then whenever he has a gig about a month before, he'll lock himself up and practice, 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 practice mm-hmm. until I can't stand it anymore. And then he has the gig and, and then he moves on. Wow. I see. <laughs> wow, that's cool, though. I'm yeah. sure that's what he's that's doing right now. <laughs> oh, wow. So he has a gig coming up. Yes, tonight. Oh, tonight. Yeah. Wow. Oh, at Spicy Vines. Yes. Yeah. Okay, where is Spicy Vines? It's in Healdsburg. Okay. It's a little wine bar in Healdsburg. Okay. Who's he play with? He plays with um, my bass player. 
Trevor? Jen Martinelli. Oh, Jen. Okay. Yeah. And I think this evening he's got um, somebody on keyboard and I'm blanking his on his name. Yes. Yeah. That's okay. That's yeah. fine. That's quite all right. <laughs> so Mimi, what, yes. what are you listening to these days? Oh, good Ooh. question. Nothing. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I know. Move. It's amazing, right? <laughs> um, my daughter talks so much. And I think I'm constantly, there's constantly noise. There's constantly things going on that if I have the opportunity, silence is a luxury. Mm. So if I'm in the car by myself, I don't put anything on. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's interesting how many musicians, professional musicians, people are really out there or spending a lot of time on their art Mm -hmm. actually don't listen to a lot of music. Yeah. And I'll go in phases because then I'll go, I'll have YouTube phases where you just, you know, go from one music video to the other, to the other, Mm -hmm. and I'll spend hours on that. Yeah. Yeah. And, but then I'll go phases without listening to anything other than right now, as we're doing our album, we get, we're, you know, doing the mixing. So every day you listen to these songs over and over and then the next day you sing over and over and so it's like it's fatiguing it's fatiguing yeah. and just after a while it's like silence is nice mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. helps reset mm-hmm. yeah Understand. yeah and then we're working on you know i have different little projects that i'm learning songs and so i listen to those but they're not for my pleasure i mean they're i like <laughs> listening to them but it's mm-hmm. it's you know what i'm working on right so. right yeah, yeah. The work side of things. Mm-hmm. yeah and so when you're um working on learning songs what is that process like do you listen to numerous versions or? i listen to all sorts of versions and see how different people have done them mm-hmm. and then i try not to f- to you know listen to any too much because i i want to do it my own way mm-hmm. so i'll try i'll pick out things that i like from different versions kind of keep them in the backlog of my head and then see what i come up with mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that's a great yeah resource i used to do that a lot when i was starting to sing the rock stuff like mm-hmm. especially there would be tunes i didn't really like the singers on so right, right. youtube people doing covers like i did yeah. that a lot and yeah. then just picked out like exactly like you said picked out certain things like oh that's way more cool I'm gonna right right or mostly if, if a band does it a certain way but you don't have that instrumentation it's like oh well what would it sound like with a duo guitar and vocals and you can always find something yeah, on YouTube. Cool. Mm-hmm. yeah i also love that yeah neat so <clears throat> what has it been like um play uh you know performing with your brother so you did that for so many years yes that was awesome yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> like really fun, and did yeah. you guys always get along? And we always, we've always been quite close, and mm-hmm. always loved playing with him. And um, we'd sing together, and since we're siblings, we have very, we have matching qualities to yeah. our voices. So it always worked well to have harmonies, nice, uh, with our voices together. Yeah. Nice. What has the reception of like more French music here in America been like for you? It's been pretty good, actually. It's was always surprising that people in, enjoyed French music. With my brother, wasn't typically French. It was mostly originals that he wrote, so it didn't really fit into a category. Mm-hmm. It was sung in French, but um, I think there's a universal aspect to, to music that you don't need to necessarily understand the words to appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So it's been good. It's, it's been, been good. good yeah. Okay. Yeah, especially yeah. if the band right now. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, the band right now that we're that we play with right now. Um, we started mostly with Edith Piaf covers and that style of covers. So they, we really cater to, or our 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 crowd are, is of people who know that already know that style. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to expand and get other people to appreciate our music or come hear it. And uh, mm-hmm. little by little, that's yeah, that's of course, to take. build it. Yeah. Awesome. Right. Well, Mimi, is there anything else today that? Maybe we didn't ask you your open burning question that we'd get to. No, <laughs> I think we talked about all sorts of things. <laughs> I'm having a blast. Yeah, yeah me too. It's great to get to know you a little yeah, bit. Yeah, thank you. Thanks yeah. for having me. It's fun. Real, yeah. real quick, I'd like to just see um, where we can maybe find information about your band and about sure. you as well, if you have anything online. Sure. We have a website called sonomusette.com. And then we're on Facebook and then I'm on Facebook. So I usually post my, um, we have a Sono Musette Facebook page and then I'll put what my other side uh, gigs either gotcha. on my page or the, the band page. Yeah. It's a good place to find it then. Yes. Okay. And that's S-O-N-O Musette. Sono yeah. Musette. Yeah. S-O-N-O-M-U-S-E-T-T-E. And I'll, I'll put a link there in the notes cool. section. Perfect. Yeah. With maybe a couple links to videos okay. and such. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
Well, awesome. I think well, thank you. Yeah, yeah thank you again for coming on. Thanks for having me. So happy to have you. Yeah. <laughs> Listeners, be sure to subscribe and share this with your friends, family, colleagues, whoever you've got around. Yeah, um, and if you have any qu- comments or questions, we'd love to hear from you. And um, yeah, so till next time, we hope you have some meaningful musical conversations yourself. And we'll see you later. Yeah, have a lovely day. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.